And now, it's time for the Tech EU Drive at 5 with Robin Bouters and Dan Taylor. Let's do this. Well, all right, all right, all right. You have found it. This is the Tech EU Drive at 5. I am your host, Dan Taylor, and we are the droids you're looking for. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It's been another, well, shall we say, fun week in the European tech scene. I'm joined today, as always, by... The uh, bassist from Pink Floyd, Roger Waters. Roger, how's it going over in Belgium? Doing very well, Dan. How are you? Good morning. Out on tour, yeah. Right, writing any new songs? I see you uh, did a re-release uh, of the Comfortably Numb. The video is uh, is stunning. Yeah. <laughs> Leave me alone, Dan. Uh, do you know I ran into the drummer from Pink Floyd? What's his name? Mason. Nick Mason. Uh, Nick Mason. I ran into him in London uh, one day, and I have a selfie with the man. I hope you didn't literally run into him because he is a prolific collector of Ferraris. He's also a bit of a, can I say that, a dick? Well, Roger Waters is a really nice guy. But listen, enough about Pink Floyd. Let's talk about the mother brain, shall we? What's the mother brain? So, you, Robin, you, you know EQT. I do. Right. So EQT has their venture arm because, you know, that's EQT what you ventures. do with a right with a with a with a boatload of money and a few years back they made some waves they had a guy uh named Henrik Langren uh come in and he, Henrik Henrik has a history starting at McKinsey uh he's the guy that uh you know built a shed load of AI driven stuff for Spotify uh went over to EQT Ventures and then sat down and decided to build uh the mother brain which is an AI driven uh, shall we say, tracker and 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 finder of uh, companies that uh, EQT could invest in, and and the the whole design was to use this AI to find companies before any other competing VC VC firms had found them. Well, he had uh, enough at EQT. You know, his time was done there. He recently started uh, Arc Capital, which started out as a revenue-based, you know, another another one of these uh, uh, revenue-based financing platforms. You know, when I first saw that, it was like, yawn, okay, another one. But uh, as it turns out, he has been, he and his team, shall we say, uh, have been building upon the lessons that he learned at EQT, and they've built their own mother brain now, shall we say, and it is, uh, they're calling it AIM. I don't know what the AIM is for. AI mechanism something? I don't know. But it's uh, it's the same technology that they themselves use to uh, track and, and, and find a company, basically to make a, a risk assessment. And as of, uh, what, earlier this week, I want to say Tuesday, Wednesday or so, um, Henrik and co. just said, you know what, let's give the our technology out to the world. So any founders, any companies that are operating in, uh, what is it, Sweden, Denmark, Finland, the Netherlands, and the UK can apply to have access to this. And uh, yeah, so it's, uh, it's, it's, it's proven technology that basically the whole point of it is to help founders uh, gain a much better picture of their financial runway and ultimately, time appropriate, avoid any unnecessary layoffs. So I thought that was uh, that was pretty cool. I, I always like it when uh, technology is gifted to humanity, shall we say. I hope it doesn't come at a cost. I hope there's no strings attached. Aren't there always strings attached, Dan? And nothing comes for free, but hey. Yeah, I'm looking forward to, to giving it a, a try, or at least hearing from the market what, uh, what their response is. So, yeah, looks very cool. Maybe we can do that this May 24th. Yes, we can, because Henrik, the brains behind Mother Brain, and now AIM, 
is joining us for the TechU Summit. Uh, we released the names of 14 confirmed speakers so far. I'm working on a lot more. So even before the year ends, uh, you'll hear a lot more. But Henrik is one of them. Uh, and the other yes. names you can go check out on our website. But they're founder and CEO of Walt. They're the vice president of Europe for Bill Gates, Breakthrough Energy Ventures Fund, uh, and Mettler. So lots of good names. will be epic. And I hope to see you in May in Brussels. This is my public bid to do the interview with Henrik right now. I call dibs. I want to talk to him. You have it. All right. All right. Henrik, if you're listening, I am joining you on stage May 24th, Brussels Expo. Be there, or in the words of Roger Waters, be square. Be square. Uh, Now let's talk about Carlisle. Uh, For those who don't know, Carlisle is a US-based private equity house and alternative asset management firm, a financial services firm. With a lot of money, as you acutely pointed out in your headline in the story, <laughs> they have about $369 billion of assets under management. Um, but that's not, that's not the news. The news is that they've launched a new fund uh, aimed at European tech companies uh, worth $3.12 billion. That's billion. I'm sorry, how much? $3.12 billion. Billion. Now, what is it for? It's a pan-European technology fund. They aim to invest in 20 to 30 companies. So if you're any good at math, that means they're going for big, big rounds and heavy bets. Um, They're looking to do like 100 to 500 million euro range investments, issuing checks uh, up to 250 million uh, euros uh, per round. So that's a lot of money uh, going into uh, single rounds, but that's what they need the three billion for. Uh, So they're going for the big ones, right? They're probably going to take mostly majority stakes uh, and what I what I got out of this this news announcement is that they're probably circling uh, sort of the scale ups that are coming under pressure because of the market downturn. Mm-hmm. So I think they're going to be very opportunistic and very aggressive. Mm-hmm. So uh, keep an eye out for Carly on the European tech market. Yeah. Uh, speaking of European tech market, we had a very interesting funding round. Lots of interesting funding rounds, but the one I I, I took away uh, for this uh, episode is uh, Keyrock. Uh, Keyrock is a fintech company. They're a market maker, crypto market maker. Uh, they're based in Brussels, my hometown, uh, but I don't actually know any of the founders. I should fix that. Uh, but they've raised $72 million in a Series B funding round uh, that will see it further develop its infrastructure and scalability tools. Uh, but also, and quite crucially, I would say, uh, look for regulatory licenses uh, mm. across Europe, uh, but also the US and Singapore. Uh, and their funding round was uh, interestingly led by Ripple, uh, the big, uh, oh. well, one of the mm. big crypto companies over in the US. Um, yeah. So yeah, I thought that was interesting news because, of course, uh, all of the pressure on the crypto trading and the crypto mm. exchanges. Um, we don't need to talk about FTX, but we can talk about Kraken letting go shitload of people. Uh, there's mm. so much going on in that space, so it's very, very. Uh, weird to see a company actually <laughs> bringing some positive news. Um, yeah. You know, seventy-two million dollar round. Of course, that round was probably negotiated and closed way uh, before uh, any of this happened in the last few weeks. Uh, yeah. But still, uh, some some notable news from the crypto space. Um, yeah. And I'm, I'm going to end, end with one quote from uh, the CEO of Kirok, Kevin uh, De Patul. Uh, he said, "In the last five years, we focused strongly on doing things with a long-term perspective and haven't taken any shortcuts. Due to this focus, we now have a highly robust foundation." So that's a clear uh, reference, of course, to what's been going on uh, and also a message to the market that they're different. Let's hope that they are. Yeah. Okay. If they haven't taken any shortcuts, I mean, I, I would have thought seeking regulatory type approvals I mean, before now would have been kind of good. Well, in fairness, Revolut didn't get a license until five, six years into the journey. So sometimes you build stuff and then you get the licenses afterwards. 
Isn't that how Uber became Uber? Yes. Okay. Fair enough. Point <laughs> taken. But listen, speaking of deals happening months ago and, you know, the news now coming out, dwarfs. Robin, do you, have, do you know dwarfs? Have you used dwarfs? I have not uh, used or met any dwarfs. Dwarfs is the Benelux region's only FBA aggregator. Do you remember FBA aggregators? Remember them? I do. I do. Apparently, they're still a thing. Well, Dwarfs, back in September of 2021, they came out with an announcement they'd raised $30 million. Uh, basically, this was to finalize the acquisitions of four companies that they'd already negotiated the deals with, and you know they just needed to pay the bill. But interestingly, they indicated at the time that they had already started focusing on a much larger debt and equity-based uh, Series B round. As it turns out this week, that Series B round was announced for or at, I should say, $30 million. So not exactly a much larger debt and equity-based round. So what happened? Well, uh, according to an interview, the founder... Do you want me to do it? Yeah, go for it. Damian Benaker. That guy. He sat down with Dutch publication M.T. Sprout uh, in an interview where he revealed that that Series B was meant to be a $150 million round, but one of the investors pulled out uh, due to the outbreak of the war in Ukraine. Oof. Ouch. ouch. Yeah. Ouch. So that's uh, that's uh, doing the quick math there. That's $120 million that they planned on, but they never received. And, and I did a little digging, did, doing the math. They've raised in total $67.5 million, which could be, quite frank, pales in comparison to Thrasio, for example. It's a U.S.-based company, but they made uh, big inroads into Europe, um, uh, I think it was back in 2020, uh, they've raised over $3 billion, and they've publicly said they're de they've dedicated a half a billion solely just to European acquisitions. Of course, other players in the market include SellerX, uh, Razor Group, and Heroes. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm wishing Dwarfs the best. They're the only one in Robin's home region, but um, doesn't look good. Yeah, very surprised that they actually ad admitted to not raising, well, not securing the, the credit facility and actually publicizing that with the funding round. But I mean, all these companies that you've mentioned, Thrathio, Celerax, Razor, mm. I mean, they're, they're, they're bound to get into lots of trouble. And like, they're, they're, they're a product of the hype year that we had, 2021. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's going to end very well. Maybe they'll, they'll have like a winner takes all and just Thrathio basically acquires or... or or, or consolidates the whole market. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen, but it doesn't look very good. Well, maybe maybe Getir will come in and buy them too. Yeah, Getir's <laughs> buy, Getir buys anything. <laughs> well, we're not there yet. Getir hasn't made any big acquisitions yet. So anyway, um, I, I, I was hoping to only focus on positive news, but I have to I, do, I have to mention like Inform letting go of more than half its staff, <laughs> Message Birds canning like half, well a third of the company zilch 10 percent list in the uk 10 percent uh, actually i don't want to talk about it it's just depressing especially like right before christmas We're already <laughs> december it's so depressing anyway here's want to put a smile on everybody's face meta got smacked with some fine exactly i was gonna say some positive news meta got smacked in the face uh, they've been fined 265 million euros by the irish data protection commission and more is coming it's just the beginning so that's good news i think for anyone except for meta proper mm -hmm. and then uh, one thing that i also wanted to to highlight is that we're seeing a series 
of very, very small acquisitions, well, very small, depending on who you ask, you know, um, but uh, like uh, lots of very small acquisitions. And I, I, I have a feeling this has something to do with the downturn, um, people just running out of options to get funding or to grow and then looking for sort of a way out. Uh, so lots of small liquidity events, especially in the in the fintech space. I'll, I'll name a few. Uh, yeah, Equals Group acquiring uh, fintech star Rocket uh, for up to two uh million pounds yeah business banking platform Thai. they acquired funding options yeah tukan uh, they were acquired by pay a charity uh, mango pay acquired a company uh, that's into fraud detection and prevention called net one um but it's not the only one right like there's a there's been a bunch mm. of these uh, you know in mm. the cybersecurity space tiberium getting acquired by open system you had strand butler taking over beach buddy uh, you had box crypto actually in germany getting acquired by dropbox or at least the mm. the assets uh, and also Thread, yeah. the, the IP and the assets over in the UK got acquired by MNS. So I can keep going, but you can tell that there is a wave of consolidation happening and a wave of like small acquisitions that I, I'll, uh, if I have some time this month, I'll look into and I'll maybe make a, a listicle. Yeah, well, that, that actually uh, ties back to um, your earlier point about Carlisle coming in, right? So if you've got a bunch of uh, I mean, it's the food chain, right? If you've got uh, some slightly bigger fish eating the smaller fish, well, there's bound determined to be a big fish that comes along and gobbles them all up. Do you know what though? I was thinking about this while you were talking. Carlisle, didn't didn't they have something to do with 9/11? Did they? I don't know. Yeah, you I think me. so. I think Carlisle was like connected with Bush and Bush was connected with the Bin Laden family and I mean really? I, and, and I remember Dick Cheney, Dick Cheney's involved there too like Halliburton and Carlisle. I don't know. Don't take this all for fact, folks. I don't want to get sued for slander, but but I, if I remember correctly, Carlisle, yeah, Carlisle's got a bit of a bit of a. They got some blood on their hands there. Um, mm. And I know they invest in in defense as well. So they um they, they you know they also build missiles. You know, companies that build missiles. But but anyway, listen. I want to talk about something that I found really cool, and it ties in with Elon. I know we said we're not going to talk about Elon, so we're going to talk about Yay this week. Oh. No, let's not talk no, about not. yay either. But uh, well, Elon, you know, as, as when Elon took over Twitter uh, and the backlash started, I did think to myself, "Boy, I'll bet you those Tesla owners are starting to hang their heads a bit." But there's a Finnish company uh, called Cactos. I guess that's how you pronounce it. C A C T O S. Cactos. Cactus. Cactos. Cactos. Ooh, Cactos. Yeah, maybe. I think or so. yeah, okay, Cactos. How about that? There we go. Uh, what they do is they are providing end-of-life Tesla batteries with a new lease on life. They're taking dead Tesla batteries. They use a proprietary technology, big air quotes here, proprietary technology to restore these power cells to a fully operational and safe condition and then chain them together to produce a 100 kilowatt hour smart energy storage unit. And they raised $2.5 million this week in order to do that. According to the company and, you know, uh, common sense, this reduces the need for the manufacturing of new batteries uh, and it helps stabilize the grid. Um, so right now it's a commercial play. The example they provided was one of EV charging stations. Robin, do you have, do you have an EV yet? Do you have a, do, what's your car? Do you, are you running on dead dinosaurs or you plug it in? Dead dinosaurs still, sorry. I'm tied to a lease. Don't look at me like that. I'll send you a Tesla for 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 Christmas. Don't Thanks. worry. They, 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 you can get them cheap these days. But the EV charging station. So if you have a, a fast charger, which, of course, everybody wants, uh, the problem here is that uh, this fast charging significantly increases energy consumption peaks. 
uh, at the stations that they need. So if you plug in your fast charging vehicle or uh, you or three or four or five other people are doing the same thing, the draw spikes, right? So charging stations, they then have to lower the output, which then makes takes longer for everybody else. The pitch here is if that charging station has a Cactos unit, Cact OS unit or several at their facilities, uh, that's backup power that they can then put back into the system and everybody gets out of there as fast as they can. And what these units will do is in times of reduced energy costs, <laughs> I don't know when that will be, uh, that's when they draw power uh, and, and store up and, and save it. And uh, in times of shortage, they can then automatically discharge the energy to the grid, uh, balance it, and thereby uh, keep the lights on for everybody. Using dead swell. Tesla batteries for a, for a, a repurpose. Swell. I'm going to use the word swell. Swell. Do people still use the word swell? Uh, yeah, out on the ocean, you do. Sure. If you're a surfer, yeah. The swell is uh, swell's good today, man. Robin, <laughs> totally rad. please tell me you don't have one more thing. I have one more thing. Oh, God's sake. Well, um, there's, there's been a, a couple of interesting reports that have been coming out. One uh, from Antler on the Benelux market. I advise everyone to look up and, 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 and sort of research, um, sift through. Um, but also, Atomico, of course, is going to release its big State of European Tech report next week. So we're looking at that as well. Um, but then uh, another uh, venture firm called Excel we all know, I think. Mm. Uh, they've also come out with a very, very interesting report. Uh, definitely worth a read. It's titled Europe's and Israel's Startup Founder Factories. And it looks, among other things, about how you know alumni of, of, of scale-ups in Europe have been and Israel uh, have been starting their own companies. Um, so that that's, I think, very, very interesting, very revealing as well. Uh, 344 VC-backed unicorns um, since 2008 were researched, and nearly two-thirds of these, uh, according to Excel, so more than 200, have led to at least one startup being founded by former employees. So that's, if you total all of that together, that's more than a thousand companies that have been sort of born out of, out of wow. the big scale-ups and the big unicorns in Europe and Israel. I think that's super interesting because that's exactly what we always talk about. Like the flywheel, mm. you know, um, su success breeds success. Scale-ups will create other scale-ups when people leave and start their own thing. Uh, super interesting to look at. They, they've uh, included some rankings as well. Uh, so you have lots of uh, companies like Criteo and Spotify, which are sort of obvious ones. They're relatively old companies. Of course, they're going to have alumni uh, spin-out companies. What's more interesting uh, is that fintech is driving a lot of this. Um, you know, you have number three's Delivery Hero, but then you get to the N26s and the Klarna's and the Revolut's uh, and a bit later down, like the Wise and, 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 and other companies, Monzo, for example, that are just creating one after the other uh, startups by alumni, mm. which I think is super interesting. So that means that we're getting... A. So that means that we're getting a, a bunch of companies coming out of um, already successful companies in the European space. So that, that sort of bodes well for the future. Uh, that's also the reason that all the VCs uh, keep raising new funds and, and have dry power, dry powder. <laughs> um, to invest in, in new companies, even if we're in a downturn. I think it bodes really well for the future. Uh, the fact that we have sort of this new generation of entrepreneurs coming out of uh, the scale-ups that we already have. Nice. That's my nice. one more thing. Well, there we have it, folks. The flywheel in Europe keeps on turning. Robin, it's my birthday tomorrow, so let's get the heck on out of here. My name is Dan Taylor. Yours is not. I've been joined by the bassist and mastermind behind Pink Floyd, Roger Waters. Have a great weekend, folks. We are out of here. Enjoy. Ciao, ciao. Happy birthday, Dan. Prematurely, but
Still. Okay. I'm going to go get my birthday on now.